the volume. This is how you come into the Monday work week. Friday lock of the day. France covering against the United States. Team USA to win gold. Not once, but twice if you listen to every episode. And the minus 174 fan duel parlay. Team USA women's and men's to win gold at minus 174. Cha swing with a cherry on top of gone and Lewis UFC 265. Your boy was all over it, like Jerry Rice on a down and in the Joey Montana throwback Thursday on a Monday. Are you kidding me? We're cleaning up the board, people. That was a TKO KO with a mile to go. This dude gone is the real deal, and it was a minus 130 for that method of victory on FanDuel. Do I dare shout out the Colin Coward retweet of mine? The Steelers over the Cowboys. We're firing on everything, including preseason football. I haven't lost since I don't even remember. I was in Vegas this weekend. That's how the cookie crumbles. Now I'm back in my home city. We are ready to rock. We are ready to roll. You think I was in Vegas having fun? I was in Vegas at the sportsbook, shaking hands and understanding why the value's here, what to fire on here, what to dance on there. And without further ado, it's August 9th, people. It's time to go all in on a Monday NFL episode from top to bottom, bottom to top. And we have three prominent franchises going into this season I am touching on. I won't tell you how I'm dancing. I'm just going to keep it in with a little Danny Patrick tease for you. We're going to talk about the Steelers. We're going to talk about Tommy Tampa's Bucks, And we are going to end with the Seattle Seahawks. And that's how we whistle while we work on a Monday. Let's get into it. Lock of the day. You're giving me on FanDuel the Pittsburgh Steelers over eight and a half wins at plus 100 and you don't think I'm firing like yesteryear? Oh, Colin said they're going eight and nine and there's no freaking way this team is going under 500 after starting 11 and 0 last year and going 12 and 4. I'm sorry. I'm going right to the books and I'm doubling down, people. Are you kidding me? This number doesn't even make sense to me. Think about it. They got to go 8 and 9 to not hit this. Pittsburgh was 12 and 4. They had the third best record in the AFC behind a freaking 14 and 2 Chiefs team and a 13 and 3 Bills Mafia team that hasn't woke up since the freaking 90s. And it was the fourth overall record in the NFL. Why the number drop? Big Ben's on his Atkins diet, people. Come on. This is my hypothesis. According to the Athletic, It's statistically the hardest schedule in the NFL, according to online sources. They will have the hardest mountain to climb. But I got to be honest, I looked at the schedule, and I looked at last year's schedule, 
a few teams coming back that they're playing. This team was 4-2 and two within the division. They beat the Ravens twice. I want you to say this out loud to yourself if you feel like fading me. Big Ben, in division, in his career, his Hall of Fame career, by the way, 63-20-1 versus the AFC North. That's six games, okay? Six games out of 17 are going to the division. He has won three times for every one loss. He has three times as many wins per loss in his over a decade, well over a decade career. And as a whole, 156 and 74 and one on his career. I mean, seriously, this league is about defense. Let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Last year, third in yards per game. Gave up less than 200 yards of passing per game. Shout out Minka Fitzpatrick. A gorgeous trade. A cheeky one. Joe Hayden still balling. That was top three. Only three teams had held opponents to under 200 pass yards. Pittsburgh was one of them. And oh, by the way, third, most importantly, And points per game defensively, 19.5. This T.J. Watt defense that's getting Devin Bush back, oh, by the way, alongside the Rams and Ravens, the only teams to hold opponents to under 20 points per game. And let's not act like the offense is inept over here, all right? Their worst statistical category was rushing. They went and got a Nick Saban savage of a product in Najee Harris. I expect big things. When's the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers nabbed a running back in the first round? It's been a long time. And let's not act like they're inept offensively. 26 points per game. All right? The number one offenses in the league, Bills and Packers, 31. That's only five points separating. This 12th ranked offense last year, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Big Ben, Najee Harris. And they're ripping this offensive line. Zach Banner, come on, baby. The guy is decent. And let's not underestimate coaching. What did we see with our eyeballs when I cast Pittsburgh over the Cowboys? Mike Tomlin is a top seven coach in this league. You don't believe me? Go look at his numbers. All right, this guy understands top to bottom on a 53-man roster. How important every value piece is. They're going to have to mess around and make a tough decision, letting go of Dobbs or Haskins. Everybody looked good in the preseason. They held the Cowboys to three baby back sit-down-when-you-pee points. I don't care that it was the backups. Three points for a professional group of men is important. Embarrassing, And it's a pat on the back and a testament to the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they have at their core, which is defense to play offense and a veteran quarterback who knows how to win. Don't mess around and get Big Ben off of four Bud Lights instead of six Bud Heavies on an offseason. This man's not even looking close to festively plump. I'm not firing. I'm sprinting, sprinting to fire on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not worried about the toughest schedule. Most teams, most teams, I absolutely would. Not this one.
second favorite team since the Cordell Stewart days. A thank you. Shout out to my boy Ryan Clark, longtime friend in the industry. And it's also, as I segue out, a Bill Cower, Troy Polamalu kind of Hall of Fame going into the season. Good juju. Shout out number 19, Typhons. Pittsburgh Steelers, over eight and a half wins. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Lock of the day. Remember it. August 9th. Your boy Money Line Monaco. All about them Steelers this year. Competitive and over 500 is all we need. It's a joke. Give it to me, baby. Let's keep it moving. All right, I'm getting a degenerate play on again. We shouted out who's going to have the best record in the NFL on Friday. I'm going now into another degenerate play onto who is coming out of the NFC. And you already know who it is. And it's at plus 300. We're getting plus three to one odds and it's cheeky and it's gorgeous and I got a freaking fire the Tommy Tampa Bay Bucks who made history last year on so many levels I will be firing on to go back to the Super Bowl because if you think about it in the NFC and it is a competitive conference I think we're talking about a two horse race this season Two horses, the Bucks and the Packers. And as much as I want to see Rodgers get back to the Super Bowl, man is more due than me at the beer pong table. Just kidding, I got a gorgeous Ginobili left shot. The Bucks are plus 300. The Packers are plus 550. On FanDuel, it's the Niners next at plus 650, eh, arguably rebuilding, at least at the quarterback position. You're going to take a flyer on Jimmy G, who may not even be in a Niners uniform, and hope that a rookie takes him to the promised land? This isn't the Big Ben shout-out Willie Parker old-school days. And they're overvaluing the Rams. Matthew Stafford, how many times has Matt Stafford been in the playoffs? How many times has he won a game? That matters? Yeah, I'm all set on the Rams this year. Sorry. I love McVay. I think Stafford, he's a talent. Does he really know how to win? And the Seattle Seahawks at plus 1,000. So you go back to the first two teams. This is a team, the Bucks, that's returning all 22 starters. I've already done a segment on them. I can't believe they're only minus 185 now. I took them at minus 190 to win the NFC South. The NFC South is atrocious this year. Sam Darnold, arguably a bust. Okay, Matt Rule's going to have to freaking pull out a Trickster for Kids cereal box toy to get a winning record for this Panther squad. Then you got the Saints. Jameis Winston's getting knocked over in Madden truck stick by a pad that's not even a human being. And the Falcons, arguably the most frustrating team to bet on and watch in the history of anything ever. Go get your 4,000 yards, Matt Ryan, and collect your seven wins. This team won four straight down the stretch last year, three straight on the road, and made history by becoming the first Super Bowl team to play in their stadium. That was Raymond James and win it. 
and Tom Brady loves extra motivation. Want to do a little stump the Schwab here? Who's the last team to go back to Drake back? Jordan 96-97 with it in the NFL. It was a Tom Brady-led team. See, the NFL is not like the NBA. Nor is it like the MLB. And Colin, to his credit, has made tremendous points about how Tom Brady continues to restructure his contract. You think if he took Aaron Rodgers' money that he would be sitting over here with all 22 returning starters? Not for a millennial minute, my fine-fudded friends. Over-under on FanDuel for them, 11.5. I'll take the over. This is a 12-5, and 13-4. I'm seeing 13-4 squad. I mean, the over-unders for the rest of the division, they're all chilling around 7.5. It's embarrassing. This is going to be a cupcake division. Drew Brees is down the street from me in San Diego sapping on a California burrito seething that he lost the last game he ever played in to this man who's aging backwards. We all know the real Benjamin Button. Sorry, Luis Scola. And here's the other thing. Last year, like I alluded to, this is a wild card team. This year, according to the same thing I alluded to last segment, the Athletic second easiest schedule or tied for it after who I'm bringing up in the next segment, the Seahawks, in the entire league. You're giving Tom Brady the second easiest schedule in the entire NFL? Oh, dear Lord. I mean, look at it. Out the gate, they go Dallas, Falcons, Rams, Pats. Maybe the Rams play stupendous defense, but I'm sorry, that's going to be a trial-tribulation kind of offense. Matty Staff gets comfortable midseason. You see them coming out 4-0. To start the season. I don't want to break down the whole schedule. But I see a 13-4. and four, One seed. A one seed. And go back and look at the numbers. Of what Tom Brady is. In the buy spot. For the Patriots. Historically. It'll hurt your feelings. How prominent. And productive this man is. When he has home field advantage. We got chemistry issues with Aaron Rodgers. We don't even know if he's in a real relationship with Shailene Woodley. He's having way too much fun with A.J. Hawk and Pat McAfee on the freaking airwaves. Tommy Tampa's doing minimal press, putting his head down, getting his leader of men, Gerald Butler 300, Russell Crowe gladiator on, as I've said before, and he will lead this team to a bye, and he will lead this team back to the Super Bowl. The only man getting in his way is Aaron Rodgers. And I think he's in Aaron Rodgers' head. I mean, I watched him play catch. This could be little. But this is where I get qualitative and quantitative. I watched him play catch with a football. In that match on TNT with Mickelson and DeChambeau, Brady was firing the ball at Rodgers. It was like they were playing catch. Two pitchers throwing 97. Cheddar. And Brady was letting him know, bro, I got you last year. I got you this year. You're going to have to wait till I retire at 40 freaking five for you to have a chance. 
He may end up being the man that kicks Aaron Rodgers out of green and yellow. Could you fathom that 500 days ago? I'm taking the Bucks to win the NFC. Plus 300. Far out play? I think not. What, is Fitzpatrick going to pull out some magic for Washington? No. No. Bucks to win the South. Let's dance. And I wrap it up. And we're going Chris Berman, two-minute drill with it. Give me, and I just, out of value alone, have to do it. Give me the Seattle Seahawks to win the NFC West at plus 280. I'm blown away that we're getting this kind of value. With a quarterback who is only one of three lads to throw for 40 touchdowns last year. Okay? He's 98-45-1 in his career. Russell Wilson. 4-2 in the division last year. He has the easiest schedule. And this is a big reason why I'm doing this. The easiest schedule in the NFL belongs to Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. Cardinals have the 10th hardest. Rams have the 12th hardest with a new quarterback. And the Niners have the 19th hardest. And they don't even know who's starting at quarterback. This is a consistency pick. Okay? The Seahawks, since 2012, think about it, have secured nine or more wins every single season. That's nine years in a row. Nine years in a row. They have had, and again, 16-game schedule, now 17. An above average, above 500 record. That's remarkable. Remarkable. So for me, I don't have to get into the X's and O's. I'm telling you right now, my reasoning lies in the hands of number three. Guy's a visualizer, meditator. He's due, by the way. Even though he threw for 40 touchdowns last year, he's due to make a splash in the NFL. And Danny P reported it. Russell Wilson was certified pissed off. This Tom Brady effect is a domino effect to the leader of men in the NFL at the quarterback position. And Russell Wilson is right there at the beginning. You see, Patrick Mahomes is nice, nice. Russell Wilson, I'm not calling him fake nice, but this dude's a bona fide competitor. He's got dog in him. This man went not in the first round. This man is six foot on a great day. This man almost left Seattle because of what Brady did in one season with the Bucks. So I'm calling a Russell Wilson season just like Aaron Rodgers 13-3 last year. MVP type season. Almost left Pissed off about Jordan Love, puts up 48 tugs. Russell Wilson, not happy. Hey, go out and trade for a guard, little Gabe Jackson. Can't hate it. Dude, Metcalf is a star. Gerald Everett, big signing for how much he likes his tight ends. Steal him from in division as well. The Seahawks have the easiest schedule in the NFL. And we're getting plus 280? That's almost 3-1. to one. That's almost the same value on Brady and the Bucks winning the whole NFC. 4-2 and two in the division. Should have been 5-1 and one outside of a Cardinals OT 
unreal Kyler Murray comeback win. I love the value on this, and I love the play because Matthew Stafford hasn't proved he's a winner yet. He hasn't proved he's a winner yet, people. Say it out loud. Russell Wilson has a ring. Should have had two. And the Niners don't know who's starting. And the Cardinals aren't there yet. We all know it. Seattle to win the West. Plus 280. And that's how you dance on a Monday. Steelers over 8.5 wins. Tommy Tampa going back to the promised land for number 8. And the Seattle Seahawks at almost 3-1 to to win the West. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Four straight winners on the podcast. Cooking, if you cashed, would mean a whole heck of a lot. If you subscribed, you rated, you reviewed, shout out to the volume sports. Huge, huge football season income. Thank you for tuning in. Shout out to Brums on the one and two. Don't forget the hug. I'm out. The volume.